welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thank you for joining me for a new video today. I'm joined by fellow print-on-demand YouTuber, Cinquanta. Thank you for joining me. Hey Ryan, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. So we were actually both featured on a uh, Printful video talking about like <laughs> affiliate marketing tips, even though we're both uh, Printful affiliates because we love their service. Um, yes, love yeah. Printful. <laughs> yeah, I love them too. Uh, actually, we, why don't I just start by asking, uh, what other print-on-demand production partners have you used in your experience and like how how's your experience been with them? Um, I've used Printify, which I love as well. Um, I'm an affiliate with them as well but what i love about printify is that they have different print providers so it's a it's a pro and con but you can find really good print providers with printify i love printed mint um i love spreadshirts art of wear uh kin custom and let me see um i think that probably rounds out my my favorites <laughs> okay good and uh your youtube channel you were telling me that you do reviews of like the actual uh, end result products. So I'm going to drop a, uh, just so everybody knows, show Sinquanta <laughs> some support. I'm going to drop a link at the top of the description. So go check out her YouTube channel and subscribe and, uh, check out all the content that you're dropping over there. Do you want to give like a brief description of some of the stuff that you talk about on your YouTube channel? Yeah. So what I do is I have a list of all of the print on demand sites. There's new ones popping up every day. I show you guys how to create an account. I show you how to upload your first product and then whatever I upload, I also order. So then I show you the unboxing and the review of the products. A lot of times I just get like t-shirts, journals, or mugs because that's the biggest things that I talk about on my channel. But it's really good just to see your finished product and to be able to test out the quality of a lot of these websites for you guys. And then when I learn tips and secrets, I share that as well. Yeah, I love the, the transparency and also the action-oriented content. I know that that uh, typically really vibes with, um, most audiences, uh, cause they, yeah. you know, action oriented, they want to get started on their <laughs> business. They see, they see us flashing numbers around and, you know, yeah. they want to get a piece of that. Do you mind by the way, sharing like how you got started with print on demand? Yeah. So my story is a little funny. Um, somewhere around 2009, I was searching online on how to create a shirt and it was right around the Taylor Swift and Kanye West thing at the MTV mm -hmm. awards. And I had a shirt that said, um, before you let me finish. And then like had a, like a mic drop or something on the back and I wore it and, and people would stop me and be like, where did you get that shirt? And it was like, well, I made it. And they were like, well, how can we buy it? And at that point, I didn't realize that I could actually set up a store on Spreadshirt. So I was just looking to, you know, print a shirt and make something and they had their own designer. But once I realized that I could create a storefront and then make money, I started taking like custom orders from people. I was in some ML, uh, MLM stuff <laughs> um, and I would like make shirts for people with their websites on the back. And they would just come to the website on Spreadshirt and purchase their shirt. And I would, you know, get a uh, royalty from that. So that's kind of how I started. Um, later on, I realized that Printful, um, maybe around 2017, that Printful was like the new kid on the block. Um, a lot of people were talking about it. And then I started using them and I opened up a Shopify store. So it's real, it's pretty much evolved <laughs> because yeah. I don't think a lot of people talk about Spreadshirt as much. 
So um, it's probably one of the first ones that I kind of knew of. Gotcha. Yeah, I still post to Spreadshirt every day, uh, <laughs> but my sales are not like, you yeah, know, I can't live <laughs> off of the Spreadshirt money. But how was it back in the day? Like, also, you blew my mind that the, the Kanye Taylor Swift thing was 2009. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Where did the time go? So long ago. Um, so I'm sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> Uh, like how was Spreadshirt back in the day? Like, uh, was it getting like more organic traffic or like, was it getting traffic from Google? Like how were your sales? Um, I had more sales from like the designs on the marketplace versus designs from just organic traffic other than the people that I would bring to the website. So I was okay. kind of used to getting a check from them though, you know, but they've changed so much over there. I recently did a video and I was like, I do not remember going through this much to set up my store, like everything has updated and it's upgraded. But again, which shows that everything improves and gets better because I know back then it was like probably just this little website. You click one, two, three, and your shirt's up. Now you you have to create a store and decide if you want to sell on the marketplace. So it's, it's very different. How has it been for you on Spreadshirt, like with the growth of it? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to look at my sales, but I feel like I get in the range of like on a bad month, like mm -hmm. maybe just five sales and on a good month, yeah. you know, 30. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to justify spending a lot of time focusing on it, but I use, um, merch Titans upload automation. Mm -hmm. And so I can kind of just click a button and it'll just go and upload 50 designs a day, you know? And I, <laughs> I do like, I do like very generic stuff, you know? So yeah. it's, they're like evergreen kind of random. And if it makes one sale a year, I'm happy, you know? Yeah, um, I haven't really uploaded on there in a long time. <laughs> yeah, Spreadshirt, they they spun off the SPOD, right? And that's, I think, mm -hmm. where they're trying to be more of a production partner that's probably, this is just my take, that I think it's like they want to be easier to integrate with platforms like Shopify and just yeah. be the back end and not have to like let people know that Spreadshirt had anything to do with the fulfillment, uh, I think is what they kind of shifted more towards. Yeah, everybody has to grow at one point in time. Yeah, but they probably saw the money Printful's making and uh, <laughs> they want a piece of that pie. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody does. It's amazing at how many different sites are popping up every day because it's like a daily thing for me. I'll click on Google and like top print-on-demand sites. And every time I Google, I find a new one to add to the list to review. Yeah. For sure. They're, and I guess I was, I had an interview uh, maybe like last month with somebody that they weren't trying to start their own like production company, but they mm -hmm. were doing production for their own sales. Uh, they already had like warehousing because they had an Etsy shop that was actually like a top 125, oh, wow. like not top 100, but top 125 Etsy shop selling uh, physical products. So they were yeah. kind of warehousing and shipping and they had the room to just buy the machinery to like print their own t shirts. They started mm -hmm. another Etsy shop and they were like instantly doing really well because they kind of understood the marketplace and like how to how to thrive on Etsy. And it was just yeah. interesting to hear from them, like how how it all, you know, what it costs, how it works, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to talk about like what what does your day to day look like or where, where are you spending most of your time as far as like focusing your efforts for your print on demand business and like kind of scaling it up and taking it to the next level? 
So I have um, a few different print-on-demand sites that I focus on. Uh, my main one is my main store, which is my Coins and Connections brand. It's kind of the same thing that I named my podcast. But the other brands that I have, believe it or not, I'm not the face of it. And <laughs> I mean, well, people always say, well, I'm behind the scenes. I'm really behind the scenes to the point where those print-on-demand sites have no social media presence. And that is where I make the bulk of my money. So um, I've always focused on organic traffic. So daily I'm doing SEO, I'm researching, I'm looking up keywords, I'm updating products, checking numbers, checking my sales from the day before just to see where I can advance at. And I'm always creating. I am a Capricorn. We love money. <laughs> so <laughs> I always have ideas. My brain never sleeps. So I'm always writing down new stores that I know I don't have time <laughs> to, you know, get into, but I can like write out a whole new brand from the website name to the colors but not have time to create it. So I do eventually want to get into the business of selling brands because I know a lot of people enjoy the way I research. So I'm keeping those notes for when I want to, you know, sell a business in a box. Yeah, no, I love that idea. And can I ask like, uh, what is your go-to um, backbone for like selling the products online? Like, are you doing it Shopify? Do you create like an Amazon store or something like that? Yeah. So right now, um, I really enjoy Etsy. Um, I just talked about my merch store being terminated after four or five years. And mm. with that, it happened after they started to take um, some of our, our listings and change them over to different uh, countries. I started getting really? lots of rejections. And I was like, this is not cool because obviously I wasn't actually putting them, you know, over. I wasn't yeah. switching them over. They were kind of doing them, doing it for ourselves. And I remember reading that they said if our stuff would get rejected, that wouldn't count against our account right. help. And I was like, eh, I kind of feel like it doesn't, um, it, it did not happen that way because I wasn't uploading that much on merch for the past two years. So for it to be terminated after the big switch, I'm just kind of like, eh. But I really didn't fight for it. Um, <laughs> I kind of was like, okay, let me just sit back and maybe rethink this. But I was spending a lot of time on Amazon merch. Um, I had really big months this year. And I'm also doing a lot of Etsy plus Printful. Um, so I'm spending lots of time with uh, Etsy. And that's even with integrating with like uh, Printful, Printify with different products and even like art of wear, things like that. So I'm spending a lot of time on Etsy because it's been really um, good for, for me. And I think I've broke some type of code, <laughs> I think, to there this point where I, I, you know, getting sales every day. So to me, I'm, I'm doing really good. So I'm really focusing on the Etsy. Eventually, one day I want to do a video and, and teach others. I just don't feel like I'm completely there yet. I feel like I have a few more boxes to check before I dive in and give a whole video on that. Okay. Yeah. And, or just do like a little Etsy. I did a Etsy mini series. I think it was earlier this year and it was just like kind of very compartmentalized. It was like, but everything was in order. So it was like step yeah. one, make your account, you know, and if anybody <laughs> already has their account, skip that video, but then step two, you know, whatever's yeah. next. Yeah. So and I love Shopify. Um, I've had a Shopify account that was kind of like, 
something I did. Um, it was fun when I was actively advertising and pushing my products. But when I stopped, I realized the traffic slowed down. So I wanted to kind of go back to things that were kind of pushing my products organically. So that's kind of where I landed back to Etsy. Yeah, I love the idea of organic traffic. I mean, like my web developer background always makes me want to just, if there's a code that can be cracked, like I want to know how to crack it. You know, <laughs> I'm always thinking in in ways of doing, you know, the front end SEO and the back end SEO, if I can yeah. game that somehow, not game in a bad way, but you know, I always want to know how it works. And uh, Yeah, and a lot yeah. of people are, I, I think with this day and age, what happens is the research part is missing. Um, and I remember when I was doing lots of work, you know, I had a big back computer. <laughs> well, the PC, um, it still had like a floppy disk thing on there. And mm -hmm. we had nothing but Google to kind of research. And then back, uh, I would say back in 2009, 2010, you didn't really have a lot of information on print on demand or on these websites. So that's why um, I think I'm really good at researching because I would research and I would read so much just to try to figure out, you know, certain statistics and SEO and keywords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's favorable to people that put in the research. Like I, I definitely yep. started my first website in like 2011, I think that really, I mean, I had websites <laughs> before then, but my first yeah. one that was like big. And I just remember like, I kind of realized I wanted to be a web developer. So that was it. I just kept redesigning, mm -hmm. relaunching, experimenting, yeah. researching SEO and you know, when you get that visibility, yeah. um, it feels like, you know, it feels amazing. And, you know, it feels like, you know, you, you, you can spin that off into maybe a different business or take that business further and ways to monetize and stuff like that. So that's Absolutely. great though. I'm glad you're doing well on Etsy and I'm sorry to hear about your, uh, merch by Amazon account. Like I, I, I I'm with you though. Like yeah. it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that when they convert those, even though it said that they wouldn't hold it against you, uh -huh. like all it takes is one piece of code that's not yep. written correctly or that wasn't tested and your account can just get terminated. So. Absolutely. Trust me. I was heartbroken. I was, I did get my, my check <laughs> um, because it was like, I was like terminated on the first of the following month. So I still got paid for my last month because if not, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like I did all of this work and I, I didn't even get a last check. Like, so I was excited that that did happen because there could be people who get cut off in the middle of the month and they don't see anything. So, yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad I'm gl glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure people wonder, too, if you do get terminated, like you're going to see the, the last check. Yeah. But, uh, before we wrap up, too, do you want to just talk briefly about your experience with KDP so far? Um, yeah, so I found KP uh, back in 2014. I wrote a book. So I became an author and of course it was create space, but I was introduced mm -hmm. to KDP because of the ebook upload. And I did that for a few years. And then I think early 2018, um, I was looking for something like my book sales weren't great. And I kept researching and then I, I had seen this thing about journals, but it really didn't click. And I was like that year for my birthday, my sister bought me a journal from Amazon. <laughs> and I think one day I, I looked up something and I was like, oh my gosh, I went to grab that journal, 
looked it up and it was actually one of those best-selling journals um that's probably still a bestseller this day and i mm. realized that i already had the skills to upload <laughs> i could make some line sheets and i was pretty good at making covers so i started with uh journals in around 2018 and then i started teaching people how to make their own journals on kdp and so far my my highest month uh with the kdp journals has been seven thousand dollars um, in one month. So I, I have, I, I've done extremely well. I've teached over a hundred people. I have a small mini journal course. Um, it's like 10 bucks just because right now, um, I haven't updated it <laughs> and I don't plan on creating another course because I have a journal business series, um, on my YouTube channel that people can basically binge watch. So, um, I still upload, uh, basically weekly um the checks are still coming there as well so um i also have taught people who have now created their own business like creating a uh, custom journals for their customers and clients so it's been really uh great to see how it has evolved and for anyone who is wondering it's not saturated <laughs> yeah i i love that that's great that you're doing yeah. so well with kdp and like you were probably so close you were like on the cusp of getting into it super early. Yeah. And did and not even realize oof. it. <laughs> yeah. You could have been just, you could have had those journals that are like annual mm -hmm. evergreen year round best-selling, yep. just raking in like, you know, 5k, 10k from a single <laughs> journal. Yeah. Oof. But that's still great. I'm glad to hear you're successful with, uh, with KDP. So guys, make sure you check out Cinquanta's channel where she's talking about, you know, the Etsy side of print on demand, other print on demand side of things, KDP, where she's crushing it. Um, Cinquanta, thank you for being here again. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm.